0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: What does Motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of Motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom slash socks.
3: Here we go. It is our three of today's tip for BETQL presented by BET MGM. It is a Thursday. I am Michael Jenkins live in the nation's capital. She is my partner in crime, Chelsea Messenger, the old betting gal in Nashville, Tennessee, coming up in our final hour. We will maybe handicap the NBA, but we have to talk about Draymond Green suspended indefinitely by the association at 820. We will shift gears and welcome in our guy, Chris Mack from the BetQLU podcast to talk some college football and you know the drill at 845. We got our best bets locked in and ready to go along with a visit from the dogster. Chelsea, we will talk about Draymond Green. I also wanted to go over John Morant and his court case right now. And we know that we know that he's due to come back to the NBA in a week and a suit up with the Grizzlies. He will be back. But right now he's in a hearing which will decide whether or not this lawsuit filed against him will go through. So this is an immunity hearing, which the way I understand it is if there is not enough evidence to move forward with the actual lawsuit, the case will be dropped. So. Some of the back and forth between (laughs) between the plaintiff's attorney and John Morant, hilarious. So this is the attorney for the guy suing John Morant. Her name is Rebecca Adelman. And she says to John Morant, you testified this basketball was a weapon, yes? John Morant says, yes. A lethal weapon, she asked? It hurt jaw said it hurts and then they're going head to head and Morant had testified that when the guy pulled up his shorts when they were checking the basketball and they were checking the shorts or checking the basketball the guy pulls up his shorts John Morant says him pulling up his shorts where I'm from that's a fighting stance if you pull up your shorts get ready to rumble So he thought a basketball was maybe a lethal weapon. And then when he saw someone pull up his shorts, he thought this guy's ready to throw down. This is pretty ridiculous.
2: Do you think you could kill somebody with a basketball? I don't think you could. Like it would take a real badass to kill somebody with a basketball. Because wouldn't it just bounce off your head? Like it would hurt but we've seen like bloopers from the NBA. Like, you know, the ones I'm talking about where there's like a lady sitting in the stands eating popcorn and there's a stray pass that just hits her in the face. Mm -hmm. Like nobody's died from that, right?
3: I mean, if you want to repeatedly hit someone in the head with a basketball like 85 times, I guess you could probably kill them with a basketball. But throwing a basketball, hitting someone in the side of the face is fine. I just love that John Morant (laughs) thought that this basketball might be a lethal weapon. It might be it hurt, could be a lethal weapon. That is so. This whole thing is bizarre that it that it manifests from a pickup game in John Morant's driveway against a teenager. That's just crazy to me, but that's where we are in this testimony. you were talking about it yesterday where there was what 20, 25 minutes explaining to everyone, pick up basketball and the rules of checking the basketball. And if you score, you get it back. And so that everyone would understand the context. So that when this guy throws the ball at jaw and then pulls his shorts up, well, a fight was about to ensue. It's it's, I know it's a serious topic here because Jaw's been in a lot of trouble, but also when you take a step back, this is so dumb.
2: It is so dumb. Doesn't it feel like maybe we need a one-on-one match with John Morant and Draymond Green since they're like both suspended and they both clearly like to fight? Maybe they're made for each other. And Draymond the cage, right? And John Morant would be saying, "Well, Draymond was messing with his shorts. He knew it was about to be on." (laughs) And Draymond Green's checking the basketball and just flips around with his arm, be like, "This is how I always turn around." That's not a foul. Because isn't that the biggest <laughs> point of contention in pickup basketball is when guys are like, that was a foul. And you're mm-hmm. like, No, it wasn't. You're being soft. This is pickup basketball. Right. Um, who would win there? Has to be John ja Morant, right? Isn't he the more skilled offensive player?
3: If they're in the ring? One on one? one on
4: Green would destroy
3: him. In the ring in a, U- in a UFC fight? In a UFC no, fight. One on
2: one basketball.
3: Him. What oh, no. of the basketball? I, Chelsea. No, let's get these guys in the octagon. Yes. Yeah. Please. Octagon. You know? I
2: was talking about pickup basketball.
3: N- well, <laughs> sure. Jaw would destroy Draymond Green because what would happen is Jaw would score two points and then Draymond would get Jaw in a headlock and then that would be the end of the game. He get ejected. And it would be He'd one 2 He'd be the nothing first ever player
2: nothing. ejected from yes. the pickup basketball game. <laughs>
3: I say, I say, Draymond, get out. God, already. Put these guys in the ring. That's what needs to happen. You know, they dance around a little bit, and all of a sudden, Draymond pulls up his shorts. Oh, and here we go. Here, Draymond Green is ready to, th- he has pulled up his shorts, and he and Jar are going to go at. let these guys just get out all their aggression in the octagon. I would love to see that.
2: It does suck that two of the better NBA players are both suspended. Like, it couldn't be, like, middle-of-the-road players. Because from a Mm -hmm. watching standpoint, I do like watching John Morant play. And here in Nashville, like, the Grizzlies are the closest team. So he at least brought some kind of spark to Grizzlies basketball. Now, the spark is, you know, usually accompanied by a gun, which is the problem for John Morant. Um, Correct. (laughs) but like that's been a problem for John Morant so why can't these guys just figure it out it's wild to me I know that star athletes have been put on a pedestal and it just feels like the ultimate trump card is if you are that good people will Mm -hmm. continue to give you chances isn't that the case with Draymond Green because he's so good when he's on the court people are willing to put up with the headaches and I feel Mm -hmm. like if there was one team that could maybe get through it, it would be with the Warriors, a team that has yeah. uh, several veterans, a great head coach that is known for you know dealing with personalities. But the fact that he can't even thrive in Golden State, like that's a problem. Like, is there a team that could handle Draymond Green? Like, remember in the NFL when you would say, okay, this receiver has mental mm-hmm. problems or is kind of struggling off the field, you send him to the yeah. Patriots, and then he's great. Like, one would think that the Warriors are a team that can withstand some of the drama, but now it feels like they're at their tipping point. I don't think they're a good enough team Mm -hmm. to where they can withstand the loss of Draymond Green anymore.
3: They're not. Even with Draymond, they were struggling. So they certainly can't have a piece of that championship puzzle or what used to be a championship puzzle taken away. And I am glad the NBA stepped up here I am so I have been sick of Draymond Green for years there's nothing worse than a guy who wants to be a tough guy but who doesn't play the game the right way you can be a tough guy you can be a physical player and not be a dirty player and Draymond Green how many times have we seen him kick someone in the groin or give someone an elbow They put Rudy Gobert in a headlock. And then the, I was just trying to sell the foul. No, you weren't. You swung your arm around and hit Yusuf Nurkic in the face. And so it is about time, long past time, that the NBA stepped up and said, this is unacceptable. We've given you chance after chance. The Warriors have given him chance after chance. The Warriors themselves, Steph has said, Steve Kerr has said, this is hurting us. We need Draymond. So what does this tell you about Draymond Green? It tells you he is a selfish player because at the end of the day, this is not about you and trying to prove something or who you think you need to be on the court. This is about trying to win basketball games. He has hurt his team before, did it in the finals in what, 2016? He's done it in the regular season many times since then, and he's doing it again, but he deserves it. This is his own
4: fault.
2: Okay, so we had an all-time take yesterday. I think it was from Stephen A. Smith who I will say Mm -hmm. is a great takesman, but the take was this. Mm. Some of this falls on Steph Curry's leadership. Do you think that's true? That Steph Curry should be stepping in at some point? I would say if this was a rookie player and Steph could, you know, kind of, I don't know. I don't even think that's his job though. Like, do you think this falls on the shoulders of Steph Curry? But like if Draymond Green's not listening to the head coach, if he's not listening to the suspensions from the NBA, he just feels like a problem child where sometimes the child is just the problem. Like it's again, it reverts back to parenting. Like when you do everything you can possibly do, like I guess sometimes it just falls on the child. Do you think any of this falls on Steph Curry?
3: No, I think it's a terrible take. And this is why I do not listen to Stephen A. Smith ever. This has nothing to do with Steph Curry. Nothing, nothing. I, I, I hate hot takes men. I don't hate. Listen, it, it drives me crazy. I don't find it to be authentic. This has nothing to do with Steph Curry. Draymond Green is a grown ass man. What is Steph Curry going? What can he do? Steve Curry has called out Draymond and talked to him. So is Steph. But at the end of the day, you're not going to control a guy who has proven throughout his career he can't be controlled. You were just saying if he goes to another team can they control No, this is who he Hell is no. and he's not a young and he's not a young guy. It's not it's not like this is a guy who just came out of Michigan State, he's still learning the game, learning to control his emotions. He's in the back end of his career. This is who he is. He needs actual counseling. That's what he needs, honestly. In fact, the Warriors GM Mike Dunleavy Jr. and Draymond and Draymond's agent are getting together today and they're going to talk about Draymond getting counseling, moving forward and a path for him to get back to the NBA. What Steph Curry is a counselor now? You know, you know whose fault this is? It's Steph Curry's. I know that that Draymond needs therapy and Steph plays basketball, but it's Steph's job to make sure Draymond gets his head right. They've tried. This he needs actual help and that's not Steph Curry's job.
2: Yeah, that sounds like an intervention that's going to be taking place. And like, I feel like that's kind of what Draymond needs. He's 33. He is not 25. Because sometimes you look at these young players who are entering the NBA and you say, okay, I wasn't making the best decisions at age 19, age 20. But at 33, when this has been a pattern and it does not seem to be going away, that's when the red flags really come to the surface that something Mm -hmm. needs to be done about Draymond. And it's sad because he was and is such a good basketball player. But in the meantime, it's wild to me that the Warriors are still up there when it comes to the futures market. Like this is not a team I wanna buy stock in, right?
3: No, the Warriors run is over. It happens to the best of them. They have been a dynasty, but right now they're just getting by on reputation. This is just not a great basketball team. Look at look at Clay Thompson, for example. First of all, Draymond's going to be out indefinitely. Steph is still Steph, but Clay Thompson was benched the other night. They might he he's turning down a contract offer. He had 7 points, he's struggling. We've heard trade rumors. So there was a time, yes, when Steph has always been a superstar, Clay was a superstar, but now he's just kind of lost his juice. I don't know what's going on with him. Draymond just cannot get right. He can't control his emotions. I mean, they're kind of a mess right now and they're getting older. So when they, Chris Paul on the roster, there's just a bunch of aging guys who don't have any chemistry. And so I would not put any money on the Warriors at all. They have a losing record right now. And, it's sort of like maybe this isn't the best, best comparison. I don't know if I want to make this comparison, but it's almost like the Chiefs. The Chiefs are, are still a very good football team, but the, it's, it's pretty clear there's a few cracks and they're not the dominant force that they used to be. So I can see a situation where maybe in a couple of years, if they don't make the right roster moves, they fall off a little bit, even though Patrick Mahomes is going to be Patrick Mahomes. And we're seeing this with the Warriors where Steph is still Steph but they they've also got some cracks. They're getting older and they haven't made the right moves personnel wise. And so I would stay away from Golden State at all costs.
2: Yeah, I think Golden State is clearly further along in the progression, though. Like the Chiefs won the Super Bowl recently. So I get what you're saying, but maybe just like in the earlier stages of it. Okay, so let's put our money where our mouth is. So the Warriors are playing tonight. They're getting five and a half on the road to the Clippers, which I should say Kawhi Leonard has been playing inspired basketball lately, which is Mm -hmm. not something that he always does. 41, 34, and 31 points in each of his last three games. So are we taking the Clippers tonight?
3: The Clips? Mm, Hating the Warriors? Yeah, I think you probably have to, right? I don't – my problem is I don't like the Clippers and – so I, I think you have to fade the Warriors in this spot. I can't imagine them keeping pace with the Clippers, but they are playing good basketball. I just don't like the Clippers. This is where my personal bias comes in. That's my problem.
2: <gasps> it does feel like the right side, though. Kawhi Leonard's playing great. As long as he plays, right. maybe that's yeah. the question.
3: When That's always the question in the NBA and with the Clippers, but I think you're right about that. Coming up next year on the show, bowl season starts on Saturday, so we got to bring in the hired gun. Chris Mack from the BetQL. You podcast will be along next. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM.
1: Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the daily tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL network. Welcome back to the daily tip presented by Bet MGM, with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network.
0: Welcome back to the show.
3: The daily tip from BetQL, presented by Bet MGM. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. Coming up in just a bit, you know he'll be locked into college football this weekend while consuming endless wangs. We're talking with Chris Mack from the Beck podcast. You remember that last week, Chelsea? We we're talking about wangs.
2: Wings. I think no, you no, need no. to pronounce it wings for no, the people wangs. who are not aware. No, no, no. You it's said wangs. consuming endless wangs, and that's not yeah. a quote that I would want attached to me.
3: Well, you know what? <laughs>
2: now I'm it not is one to
3: judge if you like a lot of wangs you like a lot of wangs who am i to say who doesn't
2: Oh no there's a lather problem. them up
3: enjoy well yeah oh
2: thanks. god
3: if you're tuning in for the it's first time worse. this is this is the it's daily worse. tip from betql presented by betmgm oh man it just doesn't get any better does it hmm? rough run for us chelsea <laughs> speaking of speaking of wangs what do you like with oh, your no. wings? You want a good drink, right? Beer, wings. I saw this. I gotta I gotta mention this to you. Doritos is coming out with a $65 bottle of liquor that tastes like nacho cheese. It's called Nacho Cheese Spirit, known <laughs> for its peppery and spicy flavor, tastes just like a Dorito with hints of corn tostada. 42% alcohol. Why in God's name would you want to drink something that tastes like a Dorito? That sounds disgusting.
2: It just doesn't feel like the the correct medium for Doritos because it's like the powder, right? When you like choke on the powder, like the powder is not something I want to drink. I will put the Doritos powder on just about anything as far as food goes but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like something that would be good in liquid form. Like what is Ugh. your respite from like the spiciness? Or like, you know, it dries your mouth out. It's very salty.
3: Oh, it just sounds so gross to me. And and listen, I'll try this for like fifteen bucks. I'm not spending sixty-five dollars to drink a Dorito. Oh, and I'll drink anything. You know me. I can be pressured in anything. Wangs. Dorito's liquor. Normally I'm in, but not for $65. No way.
2: You got to drop that. You got to drop that move forward, or else I'm going to laugh this entire time. <laughs> <segment. laughs>
3: so. I'm saying it just to get a reaction out of you. I'm like, how many times and can I are- say Wangs and bring in shells? Let's bring in someone else who's on my side. You know I'm talking about Chris Mack. Mm-hmm.
0: The Mac is back. A turnaround shot that rattled wide. Subban one more try, deflected over the net, and the Pittsburgh Penguins again are the Stanley Cup champions. Chris Mac. With a toss, here comes a gadget play. Randall L, he can throw. He was a quarterback in college, and he's thrown a touchdown to Hines Ward in the Super Bowl. Bringing all his college plays. Barkley from inside is 05. Barkley with a lane. Barkley with a burst! Barkley down the sideline! Saquon Barkley wins the opening kick! 97 yards! Touchdown, Nick Lions. Well done, Double D.
3: He is host of the BetQLU Podcast, which drops every Thursday on YouTube. Also host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. It's our guy, Chris Mack. Chris, good morning to you. I'll just throw it out. I'm going to try my best not to say, "Wangs." So let me just ask you about Doritos liquor <laughs> instead.
4: Is this something you would be willing to try? This is an awful idea. This the this is right up what? there with with frequently mentioning the word "Wangs" at high volume over and over again on a morning uh, radio <laughs> and, and and stream show. Uh, yeah, no, that's bad idea. What? What, what, why do we have to do this as a society? I've all, I've always had this problem with like chocolate covered bacon or like we can have two things that are equally good, right? We don't have to try and smash them together and make one thing out of them. Doritos. Good. Yeah. I like, I like Doritos. Liquor. Good. Yeah. Okay. We need Doritos flavored liquor. No, nobody was asking for that.
2: No. but here's the thing no. if there were not innovators like this in the food space <laughs> we would never get doritos locos tacos we would never get peanut butter and jelly we wouldn't peanut butter and chocolate and i guess just everything goes well with peanut butter but you get right. what i'm saying if you are not willing to take the risk uh what's the saying no risk it no biscuit us in the betting space should understand that
4: uh but that's that, that look Like you said, first of all, everything goes good with peanut butter. Okay, we can all agree on that. But then we don't need to take – Doritos, Locos, Tacos. I mean, Doritos and Tacos. And so – Yes, sir. Those make sense. (laughs) Liquor and Doritos don't match, Chelsea. That's not innovation. That's, That's just thumbing your nose at convention just to do it. No, no, thank you.
3: Well, I say we go loco on some college basketball. How about that, right? Let's because I hear that you guys are going hoops heavy. We're right in the middle of the season. I I got I got to start following college basketball. My brain is full right now. But what are some of the games you're looking at that you'll talk about on the
4: podcast? Well, there's a there's a Saturday is great for both hoops and football uh, because yeah. you've got at least half a dozen non-conference matchups involving ranked teams that we will be talking about uh, tonight on BetQLU, including, of course, got to have Peacock uh, to watch it the Saturday game between Arizona and Purdue. And I think that's the biggest one of the weekend, right? Um, so when you're looking at these two teams in Arizona, number one in the country, Purdue, number three, but Purdue favored because this one's being played in Indianapolis and um, Two programs that are just literally salivating, fan bases that are dying to get back to where they're expected to be, and who both had their early exits last year. And I think this makes for great storylines. I don't know about betting lines. Purdue minus two. I would lean on Arizona. I think even if it is. Uh, a road game for them. So I like Arizona Purdue. You've got Kansas, Indiana. We've got Baylor, Michigan state playing in Detroit, Houston, Texas, a and M in downtown Houston at the Toyota center, Uh, Clemson, Memphis, UNC, Kentucky is always a fun one. And Alabama going up against Creighton, who themselves got dumped last night by UNLV on the road. And by a UNLV team that had one of those two time transfers, out on the floor for the first time. For those that don't keep up on this, a massive court ruling yesterday in favor of players who transfer a second time who had been left out in the cold by the NCAA, including Raquan Battle at West Virginia, who are now eligible to play at least while, until the, the next hearing is heard in this case in a couple of weeks. So here's my advice. There are a bunch of great games, college hoops games, to watch on Saturday, Make sure you do your thorough investigative research on these games and how the rosters are going to be affected, if at all, by these two time transfers, because a lot of the teams involved have players who fall under this ruling, and it could completely throw things out of whack for the next couple of weeks in college basketball. So, just as we're going from the end of the non con schedule into conference play, we might see things get a little topsy-turvy. So do your homework, I guess, is is my best suggestion on hoops for the next couple of weeks.
2: Mm. That's the worst part of college sports now, is trying to keep up with where everybody plays and now Mm -hmm. the new rules when it comes to transfers. So a very salient point. Chris, I got to ask you about the Steelers. And when it comes to handicapping their games, it always feels like a gut play to me. Like if you see the Steelers trending in the right direction, that's when you fade them. And when they look as terrible as they could possibly look, feels like that's when you play them. So we've seen this line move against the Colts. Yesterday, the Steelers were getting two and a half on the road. Now it's shortened to Steelers plus one and a half. So clearly somebody else is thinking the way that I'm thinking. Do you believe in the Steelers this week?
4: I don't because I don't believe in Mitch Trubisky. And I think they're in a mm-hmm. tough spot where they've got to win at least two of these final four games to have a shot at getting themselves into the playoffs. And what, 10 days ago, we're talking about a team that had like an 80% chance to make the playoffs, I think it was. And then they lose to Arizona, they lose to New England, and now it's down into the 20th percent uh, range. And so they're, they're up against it with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Now, the one thing we can say about Kenny Pickett, as unimpressive as he has been to this point, is he wasn't turning the football over this year. Mitch Trubisky... We know you talk about no risk at no biscuit. I mean, Mitch Trubisky probably has that tattooed across his abs like Tupac had Thug Life. <laughs> um he is all no risk at no biscuit. He and at the worst possible times, right? With the worst possible off-platform throws. I mean, there will be a moment, if not a few, in the next three to four weeks while Pickett is out, where Trubisky will make the kind of throw that Steeler fans go, ah. I mean, you've got p- people chanting for Mason Rudolph at games oh. uh, on Thursday uh, Thursday night and the previous Sunday against Arizona. Uh, the quarterback situation is bad in Pittsburgh, and it's made doubly worse by Mitch Trubisky being the guy for the next couple of weeks while Pickett is out with his high ankle sprain. So I don't trust the Steelers. I don't. I get what you're saying about, hey, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in, and maybe the Colts is a spot for that to happen. I would cast an eye more towards – The following Saturday when they host Jake Browning and the Bengals at that point we'll probably be seeing some Browning regression I would think it's at home Steelers backs against the wall presumably after losing the the two we just talked about plus maybe a loss in Indy as well um so but but not on the road at Indy I do not like the look of that for Trubisky
3: we're talking with Chris Mack. He is host of the BetQLU podcast. A new episode drops today on YouTube. He's also host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. I am so excited about this weekend because we have seven bowl games on Saturday. Chris, as you know, is there a game that interests you? I know this is early in the bowl season, but I think we've got some pretty pretty decent matchups here to watch.
4: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. There are some that, like, nobody was dying to see, for example, New Mexico State and Fresno State. Like, nobody right. was lining up for Miami of Ohio and App State or Jacksonville State, Louisiana, the raging Cajuns. No, we're good. But there are a couple good ones <laughs> on Saturday night. I like uh, Cal against Texas Tech is a little bit of a that, – that could be a rock fight, I think. And UCLA-Boise State is interesting to me because – it, start, it opened right around three, sat there at three for a while, and then you started to see the opt-outs come in. You're going to have a pair of backup quarterbacks playing in this thing, one on either side. The quarterback for Boise, though, is a true freshman making his first ever start. Boise's defense this year, not quite what it has been in past years, and when they've struggled this year, the Broncos, it's been on the road. This is a de facto road game. They're playing in the L.A. Bowl against UCLA. So, All that being said, I really like the Bruins to cover what has now become a four, four four-and-a-half-point spread. They haven't lost as much to the opt-out market. They've still got some of their big weapons in the receiving game available. I like UCLA to cover against Boise State and what will probably be – you're right, I love the fact that there's six, seven bowl games to watch on Saturday, but will will probably be the least unwatchable of those six or seven games on Saturday.
2: (laughs) How do you handicap bowl games differently? Obviously, there are opt-outs, but what about the time off? I was going back and forth on this because the game you were just talking about, UCLA and Boise State, that total's is 48 and a half. That's very low for a college game. Yeah. When you have this much time to prepare, do you think it lends itself either way on a total, whether you know, you have more time to prepare the offense or you know, more time to you know, defensive scheme against your opponent? Do you think it goes either way?
4: So I don't I w- I wouldn't look at coaching as much, Chelsea, as I look at, like I've said all year, the quarterbacks. And and so, for example, this one, you talk about a low total, it makes sense because we've got two backup quarterbacks and one guy, like I said, making his first ever collegiate start. I understand the low total. I don't know if I'd take the under necessarily, but even with a couple of weeks to prepare, that's that may not be enough. So I, I think look at the opt-outs. There are a couple of trackers out there. Uh, that you can find that will give you an entire list of all the bowl games and every team every player that isn't playing in the game for their specific team and just consider that it's it's unfortunately this time of year like I was talking about with the the court ruling in basketball or in the NCAA uh, is affecting basketball in football we're talking about opt-outs so it requires extra homework this kind of year this time of year which nobody really wants but if you want to make sure you're getting it right or at least not going the wrong direction unfortunately homework is part of the deal he is chris mack host of the betqlu
3: podcast check out a new episode tonight on youtube and also does fantastic work on 93.7 the fan in pittsburgh chris appreciate it enjoy the weekend enjoy the games and some wangs
4: wangs oh
3: no wangs yeah we got it in ah Chelsea. She hates us. She hates us so much.
2: Thought we were off I like, Clearly not.
3: I like how he leaves with a maniacal laugh. Coming up next. It's best bets time, baby. We're going to scan the car, try to make you some money on this Thursday. She's Chelsea. She's over it. I'm Jinx. I'm a child. It is the Daily Tip from Bank UL presented by Bad MGM. Stay right there. the show. I made a mistake earlier. I said Double D was pushing a button. That's not true. He just throws a guitar strap over his shoulder, lets his fingers do the work, and he just rocks out from Chicago. It's live. Live, Double D. Great work. I bet Double D could rock out. Don't let the baby blue beard fool you. Double D, get in here for a second. Come on. We gotta talk to you. Are you there? There he is. I was waiting for him to pop up. So, It's Christmas, we've called you Papa Smurf. I've called you, I like to think of you as Santa. I'm trying to get in your lap and tell you what I want for Christmas, but you won't let me. So is there a possibility we could see a different color, a green or a red to get you even more in the Christmas spirit before the 25th?
0: It has been tossed around quite a bit that the beard might change (laughs) within the next week or so. I knew it, I knew it. Tossed
2: around by who? Like, who's floating these rumors? Is it you? My is it group. your family? My boys. Your group? So they're going to force you to dye your beard to white, is what I'm getting from this.
0: No, they, there's no forcing whatsoever. I, no one can force me to do anything. I'll sit on them. It, it's Ooh. just one of those
3: <laughs> Double no. D, can I make a suggestion? Hey. Go ahead. And this is, you don't have, I don't, I don't want you to sit on me. Well, that might be fun. Here's what I (laughs) would. I'm trying to make Chelsea as uncomfortable as possible. And let me tell you something. I'm doing a great job today. Here's what I would say. If you could take your beard, you have a long beard, right? No matter what color it is. If you could like, maybe just braid a couple, a couple of areas, the bottom of your beard and put those little gold, those little bells on the bottom of your beard. You know cool. what I mean? So you walk around, here you hear like, ding, 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 ding. Oh, that would be amazing.
0: How
2: about this? Yeah, it's kind of like a cat that wears a little bell yeah. around its neck. You can always there hear David coming from a mile away. <laughs>
0: there has been mention of a glitter beard.
2: Glitter
3: beard. Oh, my God, yes. It
2: sounds messy. Do
3: it. It sounds awesome.
2: Glitter, glitter beard? Glitter gets
3: everywhere. Little, little... little Jingle balls hanging off the end of your beard. Oh my God, Double D, go on the land, buddy. You gotta do it. I know you will too.
0: We'll see. Stay tuned.
3: Just think about it. All right, Chelsea, you sound like you're ready for this show to end, that you're not a fan of this idea.
2: Well, also I can't be condoning your behavior today. As somebody who always does the corporate training the minute it hits our email, Have you not been looking at the HR training that we have been getting? Have you been failing these quizzes that are saying, if somebody calls themselves or looks like Santa, should you be talking about sitting in their lap? Yes or no? And Jenks would be like, yeah, sounds appropriate to me.
3: (laughs) Uh, Who doesn't love to sit in Santa's lap? I don't want to live in a world where HR says, you, sir, cannot sit in Santa's lap. In my mind, David. Double D is Santa. Why, who doesn't want to sit in Santa's lap and say, this is what I want for Christmas? That's been going on since the beginning of time. In fact, I expect to get an email from HR saying, Michael, thank you. We've gone too far with political correctness. It's okay to sit in Santa and or Double D's lap.
2: I don't think that email's coming. If I was I a betting woman, it. which I am, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that email's coming. I think the no, no. is minus 5,000.
3: I think you're also by the way you asked me about my quiz when I take these HR quizzes I usually get 40 percent. so I'm pretty good you know I, mean?
2: <laughs> I get
3: two out of five uh, I, got, like I got I got some
2: on the secretary's outfit when you come to work yeah always
3: absolutely hey,
2: your body looks banging in that dress <laughs> should,
3: should you a say hey toots and give her a smack on the butt I'm like yes and they're like hey Michael Rethink that. There's a better way. This isn't Mad Men. Okay. There's a better way. <laughs> okay. Let's get to it. Let's just go right into our best bets.
0: Time to place your bets. All
3: right, Chelsea. Let me gather myself, be a professional here. Tell us
4: what you're on tonight
2: all right let's all behave ourselves shall we uh let's bet on this thursday night football game i gotta make a bet so i guess we'll do it the enthusiasm is not high for chargers and raiders but i do believe if you have a backup quarterback like easton stick going for the chargers on a short week you can count on short and dumpy passes me thinks that easton stick is not going to be unleashing the ball 30 yards down the field so I think we're going to see a big game from Austin Eckler. I'm going to take his receiving prop over 19 uh, or over 29 and a half, excuse me, for minus 120. We know Austin Eckler is one of the better pass catching backs in the league, and plus, in the small sample size that we've seen. With Easton Stick, last game, Austin Eckler got this number on five catches and actually had the second-most targets of any receiver. Uh, I know he's a running back, but in the receiving game, he had the second-most targets behind Keenan Allen, who's not playing in this game. So those targets got to go somewhere. I think we see a lot of short and dumpy passes. Therefore, we will be taking Austin Eckler over 29.5 receiving yards for minus 120.
3: All right, let's go. I am also on Austin Eckler. But I'll talk about that in a second. I'm going under tonight. Chargers, Raiders. The Raiders have not scored more than 17 points in the last four games. Chargers have scored a total of 23 in their last three games. In their last 10 games overall, Raiders 8-2 to the under. Chargers 9-1 to the under. You know the trend with unders in prime time. I'm going under 34 and a half in Sin City.
2: <sighs> we are betting on a terrible game. And for your mm-hmm. sake, I hope it is terrible. Because um, nobody wants to watch a game that goes under a total of 34 and a half, but I believe it's probably in the cards. What about the third member of our Best Bets crew, the Magic Eight Ball? What is he saying?
0: Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic Eight Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble bettors? <laughs>
2: All right, 8-Ball, do some prognosticating on this Thursday night football game uh, for us, please. Let's go Austin Eckler, over 29.5 receiving yards, minus 120. Do we like it? 8-Ball says, cannot predict now. Even the 8-Ball does not want to make a play on this Thursday night football game. All right, let's try again. Signs point to yes. We will take it as a positive answer. All right, how about the under 34 and a half Chargers Raiders tonight? That is Jake's play. Eight ball says, without a doubt. Hmm.
3: Let's go. Let's go. If you want to check out the eight ball and every show on the BetQL network, it is easy. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. Chelsea, any leans or are you good?
2: No, today's slate is a barren wasteland. So good luck to you, my friend.
3: (laughs) All right, I'm going with a big card. Come on, man. Let's do it. Austin Eckler, over three and a half receptions, minus 148. A little juicy, but he's hit this number in six of his last 10 games. And think about playing a backup quarterback like Easton Stick. You don't think the Chargers are going to ask him to throw out in the flat instead of going downfield? That's exactly what they're going to do. I like L.A. to put the ball in Eckler's hands in space over 3.5 receptions minus 148. You know I got to do some hockey. Blackhawks cracking under 6.5 minus 125. Why? If you can't play an under on the two worst scoring teams in the NHL, I don't know when you can. Chicago averages 2.36 goals per game. Seattle averages 2.57 goals per game. The Kraken are also last in the league in shooting percentage. Total has gone under in five of Chicago's last seven in four of Seattle's last five home games. Under six and a half to play in the Emerald City. And finally, Oilers' money line, minus 154, hosting the Leafs. How can you not bet on Edmonton? Hottest team in hockey. They've won eight straight. They are eight and two against the Leafs in their last 10 meetings in Edmonton. And the Lightning have to be... Exhausted, I said. Leafs. I meant lightning. They are playing in the fourth game of their road trip, and they are not great away from Tampa. Five nine and two on the road this season. This number will go up. Let's grab it now. Oilers money line minus one fifty four. Time now to do your BetQL five star best bet for inside analysis, trends, everything you need to get it done. Download the BetQL app. Oh, dogster. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Good morning, everyone. Furman at Tulane, over 172. Grambling State at Drake. I'm taking Drake, minus 23 and a half. Dad, my favorite rappers are Drake and Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not Dogster.
2: Barry
3: Manilow? Uh, he's not a rapper. Where did you pull that from? How old <laughs> are you? Let's find out what's coming up next on BatQL Daily and bring in Ed Egros. Good morning, Ed. How you doing?
2: Oh, you're muted. Oh, I think We need you're muted. to hear your sound. So what? turn on your there mic. There you go. There we what? go. That my mic was, okay.
0: All right, <laughs> there we go. Someone's we got a little, little we got trick you. on Ed uh, early in the morning, but you gotta wake up pretty early to get one past old West Coast Ed over here. You West Coast. I like that. We were talking about the three tenors earlier this week, and apparently, not everybody in the cast knew who Luciano Pavarotti was, and uh, I was a little offended by that. I felt like that was common
2: knowledge. Pavarotti, it's an opera singer, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah, a pretty one common tenors. one. Yeah. Okay, didn't know so it yeah. especially around Christmas, I think he does like Christmas music, doesn't he? Or like sure. very popular like songs. Uh, How about this Thursday night? Can we talk about this Thursday night football and the amount of angst that I had trying to handicap it? Was it this difficult for you? Uh,
0: Not necessarily. It it really wasn't because I think the the ultimate (laughs) giveaway is, okay, like, let's look at health of each franchise. And, yes, it's very easy to point the finger at the Chargers and say, yes, they don't know what they're doing. Everything's falling apart over there. I don't know if I've ever believed that. I think there are certain components where, say, like, it's the Jenga building where you take that one block at the bottom and then everything falls apart. But everything else Mm. is still largely intact. And I think because Easton Stick is now starting at quarterback, do we really feel like that the quarterback situation in Las Vegas is any better? Do we feel like that that offense is more competent than what the Chargers are going to roll out there? I wouldn't make that argument.
3: Oh. That's what I like to hear. Ed, thanks so much for being with us and adding some sanity to the show. We'll look forward to that QL Daily coming up next. That's (laughs) going to do it for us. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to do it for us. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. Right after this, another HR course for this guy. Just got it sent to me. We'll see you right early tomorrow at 6 a.m. Have a great Thursday.
1: You've been listening to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.